Welcome to America Uncanceled. I'm Mercedes Schlapp. It's no secret that younger generations in America no longer see religion or traditional family values as important in their lives today as Americans once did. While this feat is often celebrated by progressives, young Americans, especially girls, have been plagued by depression and anxiety as they struggle to find meaning in their lives. Joining us today is president of Partners for Family Values and author of Women in the Bible Small Group Bible Study, Dr. Marina Hoffman, who I had an opportunity to meet uh, down in Miami when we did a CPAC event with all these great grassroots activists. Uh, Marina felt called to be a voice for family values for youth and young adults, providing a strong base and a sense of direction to those that need it most. Uh, Marina, thanks so much for joining me. It's great to be with you. I appreciate CPAC and all you're doing so much. So, you know, it's so funny because I asked you uh, before we were taping, go, what do you want people to know about you? And I loved your answer. Uh, so share with the audience what, you know, what you want them to know about who you are. You know, Mercedes, I am ordinary. Now, there might be one exception. I went through a terrible trauma a few years ago, and I think that helped me to become resilient and to realize how important things are. Also, my family's in Canada, so I've seen what happens when the government takes over. But other than that, Mercedes, I'm so ordinary. And if I can make a difference here in Palm Beach County, it's true that really anyone can make a difference. If you surrender to the Lord right. and you get some amazing women around you, you can make a difference, not only in your family, but in your community. Right. And I think what we've seen and this, uh, you know, I, I live in here in Virginia and we saw this with the Loudoun County parents, so many parents who, when they were called domestic terrorists by the Biden uh, administration and the FBI, uh, really stood up to defend their children against critical race theory and gender ideology. And you've seen more and more parents rise up. Uh, you're one of these parents that uh, obviously you're seeing what's happening in our society. You're seeing uh, what I would say is the breakdown of even just uh, those who, who respect people of faith, respect religion. And, and what made you say, okay, I've got to get vocal. I've got to make sure that voices like mine need to be heard. Well, we started off as a group of friends. I'll tell you what happened, Mercedes. The monkeypox threat last March, mm. they trying to shut us down again and I was terrified and just I couldn't go down that path of isolation and depression anxiety again so we said we're going to get together we're going to form a little group we're going to visit each other even if they shut down the city and then as we really came out of the dark place of a couple years we began to look beyond ourselves and say well we're doing well the community we created has encouraged us what can we do for others and when we pulled the, the families in our community, all the Christian families and conservative ones, they wanted us to reach the youth because yeah. the voices that are impacting our teenagers are so all-encompassing and so loud. We decided we were going to be a voice for positive messaging to tell them who they are is fine. They don't need to change who the person God made them to be. They just need to embrace it fully and let God lead their life forward. So you also teach at a, at, at a university, at a college down uh, in the Palm Beach area. And obviously, I think that group, that age group, uh, you know, the college students, uh, even the high school students are really struggling. You know, they're being uh, basically pushed with this uh, very progressive, radical propaganda uh, over and over again, where it's making them feel almost like they're alone, because if they do have 
just family, basic family values, American values, you know, uh, really love their their faith. Uh, they really don't feel that they can be part of these conversations because they feel they're going to be bullied. Uh, what's your sense in terms of when you're talking to these young adults, how they can best handle these scenarios? You know, Mercedes, I'm going to tell you how I was impacted. Um, I told you briefly this in Miami, but when I went to CPAC in Orlando a couple of Februarys ago, I was astounded. I realized in that short day where I volunteered that I really was not alone. I might feel alone, but I wasn't the only boy standing up. And I think that's the same message we need to give to our youth. In a sense, Mercedes, I want to create the amazing inspiration and comfort I found surrounded by conservatives for our youth. And they might feel alone and they might be struggling. They might think they're the only one that disagrees with what they're seeing on social media. But if we can give them the friendships and the community of like-minded youth, I think that will really strengthen them and give them the boldness to stay close to the Lord, stay close to their family values, and even speak out against the things they disagree with. So I think one of the things we've I've learned, and, and there's this great book out there called The Weaponization of Loneliness, uh, I, I highly recommend folks to read this book. And it talks about how you, when you have these type of what I would say authoritarian, you know, movements in, in countries, uh, it's really trying to isolate people. And, uh, and one of the things that we strive, I know, at CPAC is to build community. I mean, that is critical. And I think, I mean, you guys were able to do this with your organization, um, you know, in, in terms of ensuring that people can come together, people with shared beliefs. And so my question to you is, what has been, I would say, um, the hardest part of doing that, of building this type of community in Palm Beach? And then obviously um, also when bringing in what I would say is the importance of your faith um, in these conversations. Right. I think the biggest challenge we get is having sponsors that are willing to put their name on our events because it seems like there's so much fear. And here we are. We're afraid too, Mercedes, but we're putting ourselves out there to try and make a difference. And I'm amazed at how many business people I meet that are conservative and even faith-based, but they're afraid to put their business name behind anything conservative. Right. So I would say that's a challenge. And then simply... You know, here in Palm Beach County, to answer your question about faith, I'm so blessed. This is probably one of the most faith-based areas, and some of your viewers will not be able to believe it, but it's really true. Prayer is the foundation, and I can't tell you how many times I meet with the REC and the GOP leaders here, and yet they are all talking about faith, and they start with prayer, and we put everything to the Lord. Because, Mercedes, you know, these are dark times. These are hard times. I don't know what hope there could be if it's not our hope in the Lord, that the Lord enables us to make a difference and goes before us. We've seen more and more Americans. You look at the Gallup polls, you, you see how more and more Americans are basically turning away from faith uh, and, and in essence turning away from going to church. Uh, I, I mean, do you have a sense of, the, of like what do you think is actually causing that? Well, you know, everyone talks about taking the Lord out of the school. That's certainly a major piece, but we've taken the Lord out of everything. People are afraid to talk about the Lord. But Mercedes, let me say this. If you, for the people of faith listening, the best way to weed through people that are after you for the wrong reasons is to start talking about the Lord. Yes. And if you see the person backing up, that's fine. 
um, you and I had a great faith-based conversation yes. because if we're about faith, family, and freedom, let's be about faith and let's put our faith out there. And the best outcome for me has been I've met in the last few months have become the dearest sisters and friends. And we laugh because we'll have a little business planning meeting of 20 minutes and then we'll hang out for three hours because we're sisters. We have found friendship and all the things you're saying about community, how foundational is that? When we have a sense of community, you feel invincible that you can do anything and you can stand because you're not standing alone. So um, you also have this book, uh, incredible book, which I, I really am just so excited to uh, to make sure I get a copy of this. It's Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. It's an award-winning book. Uh, give us a sense of what's, you know, what are your main themes there? That's right. We look at eight stories of women and how they are so often ordinary, and yet because they say yes to God, whether they're fearful or not, they say yes, and God does incredible things. And you know, Mercedes, these women and their situations are so much like today. I think of the midwives. It's a little story that your listeners will like in Exodus. And suddenly these midwives are doing their job when the Pharaoh says to kill the babies. And isn't that a place that we have felt like we're trapped in? We know what we believe is the right decision and all these forces around us telling us to go against our values. So observing how they stand up for what's right and how God opens amazing doors and blesses them what an encouragement to women of faith today. Yeah, it's uh, courage over fear. You know, I, I in reading so many of these uh, books, in addition to the Bible, it's this idea of you have to have courage. You have to be brave. And in so many of these cases in the women in the Bible, that's exactly what you see. You see it many times the women being, I would say, the decision maker in terms of these major moments in life. I mean, obviously, in the case of of Mary with Jesus when the angel came to Mary and said, you know, and, and she said, basically, it's it's your will be done. And I think that that's um, so, uh, I think it teaches us the lesson of definitely not to be afraid. Yeah, your will be done. And then the willingness to go forward, even though we don't know the future, even though the Lord doesn't tell us all the way, what an example. And you know, Mary's life changed that day, not just bringing Jesus into the world, right. but her whole life was dedicated then to serving the Lord, to ministering to him. And what an example for us to follow if we can have the courage to say yes to God as well. So I think one of the things is people ask all the time when they're in the workforce, how can I be this Christian or this person of faith um, and yet be in an environment where maybe they're hostile to, the val to Christian values? I mean, what's your advice to people in that situation? I would say if we're a good person and we practice the skills of listening and being present, even apart from our work duties, we will start attracting those moments where people start sharing their real life situations. And when someone says, you know, my husband's cheated on me, my kids are just, I, I have no connection left with them, maybe they have an illness, those I think are the moments God gives us, Mercedes, to speak life and not to jump on them, but to listen, to listen and let them pour out their heart. And when they're in that state of need and expressing it to us, what a moment to say, you know, my faith is in the Lord and I wouldn't be able to make it through any day without him. Would you mind if I prayed for you or would could I take you out for coffee sometime? And in those moments where we're real and authentic and we share our faith from our heart, I think those are the moments that connect to people. And Mercedes, maybe it's not the era anymore where we'll reach hundreds upon thousands on, you know, a pedestal or behind 
a podium. Maybe the era we're living in is where our impact will be one by one. And right. sometimes the change is more transformational through friendship than any other. Social influencer Dylan Mulvaney uh, left the United States, went over to Peru, saying that he's been bullied on and on after the uh, Bud Light boycott. I mean, we're seeing so much of, of, you know, this all this obsession, I think, with what you're seeing with the trans agenda and like these drag queen shows for kids. Um, you know, up, up to what like up to what point do do we figure out or do we help parents say, look, it's OK to, you know, to say no and it's OK to push back on this uh, this this agenda, which is constantly being pushed in terms of this indoctrination of our children. I think that's exactly it. We are parents and we need to be empowered in ourselves. We can say, no, you're not going upstairs to your room all night to eat dinner and do whatever you're doing. Right. We can start doing the very hard task of telling our children of all ages, even adult children, that we want quality time and to shut off the electronics. And to an extent, a small extent, we can start silencing these other voices in their life. But the most important thing, Mercedes, is that we stand up and be the positive voice for them. We constantly affirm them in our love by being patient, by being accepting and drawing them, drawing out the person God made them to be and affirming that. And I think the most encouraging fact that we need to keep in mind is no matter how much a teacher can sway a child, I think in the end, all of us look back at our, at our young years and our mom and our dad are the most influential voices. So not to let the devil or the world tell us that we don't matter and our kids actually belong to the government, but to stand up and say, these are my kids. I'm going to be a voice day after day. I'm going to be present and I'm going to listen and affirm them in their faith. And hopefully the voice we have is the one that wins. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen parents who have gone to CPAC and then when we're talking about their kids, they're like, oh, I've, my kid went to college. We've lost. I lost my kid. What's your advice to a parent who you know, just feel so frustrated. The kid went to a woke college and then just pretty much, you know, adopted that behavior. Well, I'm a university professor, so I've seen this. I've seen kids' lives fall apart in university because they listened to bad voices and got messed up with bad kids. You know what they all do in the end, Mercedes? Every one of them end up going back home. And sadly, some of them, you know, they have to just cut their semester short. But it's those times where they've taken their breaks, they've gone home, that they've been refreshed. So again, we can't, um, we can never forget the impact we have, even when they're not living with us. Right. But just to keeping a voice in their life, and maybe it's old school ways, sending them packages, sending them letters, sending them texts that they may not answer. But they're they're listening, and they're far more attentive than I think parents sometimes can credit ourselves with. And of course, prayer. You know, yeah. no child is lost forever. Life, we all go through different times. We all go through hardships, but if God is the anchor of our family in our life, God will bring them back, I believe. I believe that too. I'm, I just uh, got through Confessions, which is the San Augustine uh, book, um, and, and, and basically his mother, Monica, was a big, Saint Monica was a big um, uh, prayerful warrior for her son. Uh, because he went through that period of time in his life where, you know, it, he was not following God and she never gave up. She always prayed for her son. So I always think that St. Monica is a great example of a mother who was relentless and, you know, knew that she was never going to give up on her child. And we have that obligation as parents as well. So I yeah. want to. I want to thank you, uh, uh, Dr. Marina Hoffman. It's so, it was so wonderful to connect with you in Miami. We automatically 
uh, were like, oh my goodness, like why haven't we spent time together before? Because uh, you really inspire so many moms, as you say, you, you wanna, you're ordinary, but you're so extraordinary because of the fact you're able to uh, create community and, uh, and really speak up strongly and boldly about the importance of family values. Thank you so much for having me. And you have the Youth Leadership Rally that's gonna be coming up soon. What's that about? Yeah, we have a leadership. We're looking at leadership and character development, inspiring courage and giving our youth opportunity for community. We have one in Palm Beach coming up and then Boca and St. Augustine. And honestly, Mercedes, the last two just came up in the last month. So Great. especially for people living in Florida, you can sign up and we'll update you when there's an event coming Fun. to your town. Well, I'm hoping to be there with you and uh, and meet all these fabulous parents uh, down there and our youth, which is really where we need to invest in. It's something that CPAC is focused on day in and day out. So I want to thank you, uh, Marina, for joining me on America Uncanceled. Thank you. Remember, if you missed an episode, you can always go back and watch on our website. Just go to cpac.org slash now, or you can listen wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time. God bless.